Mind your money. And here is your financial expert and master mindset coach, Janae Cordy. Hi, everyone. Today we are talking about credit. The mysterious world of credit where all of your financial information is compiled and analyzed and then computed down into FICO, the great and powerful. So who are you, FICO score? Who are you? In case anyone doesn't know my theatrics right now, the FICO score reminds me of the old Wizard of Oz movie where the great and powerful Oz is behind the curtain and Dorothy and the rest of the crew are shaking in fear before the curtain is finally lifted on this great and powerful Oz. So today we are lifting the curtain on the great and powerful FICO score. Fair Isaac Corporation is the company that founded the credit scoring model, which is a predictive analytics model that basically predicts your credit worthiness for lenders, landlords, and anyone else who is interested in this predictive analysis. They shorten their scoring to be called FICO. So basically FICO scoring, which is AKA your credit score, helps predict how likely you are going to pay somebody back. Uh, FICO then distributes this information to the three main credit bureau agencies, which are TransUnion, Equifax and Experian. Lenders or other interested parties then pull one of one or sometimes more than one of these credit bureaus. Um, usually if you're applying for a mortgage they typically will pull all three. Um, they will then pull these uh, credit bureaus or credit reports when you apply for a loan or apply to rent out an apartment or anyone is ever telling you or requesting you to give authorization to pull your credit for any other purpose. FICO has their model on trademarked lockdown, obviously, <laughs> and they do own their own formula. So we don't really know the ins and outs of every formula that impacts our FICO scores. Um, however, we do know the general categories and percentages that impact the credit score. And that's what we're going to explore now and finally unveil the great mystery of your credit score. So are you ready? So the first category is 35%, which is payment history. So there really shouldn't be any surprise here. The credit score looks heavily at how you pay. What you may not know, however, is that FICO can be rather non-discriminatory in this category. As far as past due payments, for example, the credit score doesn't really care who the lender is or what the payment amount is. So whether you miss a $26 minimum credit card payment or a $2,600 mortgage payment, uh, FICO counts you delinquent after 30 days just the same. So slow payments or late payments on open accounts, accounts on the credit bureau are called trade lines in the industry. Slow payments fall into three buckets on the credit report. These buckets fall into 
30 or more past days past due, 60 days or more past due, and 90 days or more past due. And once you get past 90 days past due, the credit report will reflect this, but it does not have its own bucket, as you would say. If you continue to not pay your debts, your loans will then report as charged off or unpaid. Um, they could report as maybe a repossession, a foreclosure, a collection, a civil judgment, settled for less than full balance. Really, there's a whole myriad of how the debt could end up reporting, um, depending on the action the lender took on the account and then how they reported that to the credit bureau agencies. Here's the good and the bad news on that. If you didn't pay the debt, you most likely will know how it ended uh, because the lender sent you multiple notifications as to the actions that was taken ultimately on that debt. Regardless of all the actions or regardless of these actions, um, they still fall under the 35% payment history category on your overall score. So even though FICO won't cough up the model, and I mean, who could blame them? <laughs> I'd imagine the more severe payment issues such as foreclosure, repossessions, and civil judgments, they're going to have the biggest impact on the score. Um, bankruptcies typically also have a large impact on the credit score as well. One thing to note here is just because FICO may treat all slow pays equally, the underwriter looking at your loan application is a human being. So they are not going to look at these equally. They are most likely going to look at you missing your mortgage payment as a bigger issue than you missing a small department store payment, let's say. Uh, so an underwriter is also going to look at alike trades. So if you are applying for a car loan, they're going to um, pay close attention to how you pay your other car loans or your past car loans. Even if you are going through an automated system that automatically approves or denies your loans, um, let's say it goes through an automated system where it just runs through your credit report and the system makes the decision on your loan. Um, it is still a human being within an organization who decides on the criteria to set for the system typically. So I set my automated system to behave in a similar way to a human underwriter and most financial organizations do the same thing. So payment history is the largest chunk of the pie. So that being said, on-time payment history is a large percentage of your credit score. So make your payments on time if you can. Set up automatic payments if, if it's a forgetful issue or if maybe you're not a detail-oriented person or you know maybe if you have a very busy schedule. Set up the automatic payments. They can be your best friend. Uh, put, put it on auto drive if you can. Now, let's talk about if you've already had some bumps in the road with payment history. The slow pays are the easiest out of all of the delinquency actions to bounce back from. If you are, let's say, 30 days slow on a loan and then pay it, your score will get an immediate bounce back after you get your trade line or your loan back up to date. So if you are currently slow on any loans, I would not just say, oh, it's too late, my credit's already messed up, might as well not, not pay. No, 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 no. 
make it a goal to deal with these loans first because it is not too late on those. For all of the other debts which you haven't paid, you'll have to make some decisions. Many times if you talk to a lender about an affordable payback plan and show good faith and commitment by making a few consecutive payments at the agreed upon payment and then stay in contact with that lender. Um, and it is important to really stay in contact with lenders when you're, when you're working something out with them. They'll work with you many times. So that might also be an option. You can certainly give it a try. The biggest healer of the score as far as FICO is concerned on this category is time. The further you get away from the situation, the negative report, the negative mark on your credit, the less weight it will have on your score. The prior two years has the most weight on the score and and then it starts leveling off and having less and less impact the further down the line you get. So there is hope. There is always hope. If you are slow on anything and get caught up, do it. Uh, Just just get caught up if you can. Um, Make your payments on time. Set up automatic payments to help you. If you have unpaid debt out there, review what you have. How recent is it? Is there legal action being taken against you or is someone actively collecting on you? Review all of this and make some decisions. Maybe contact some lenders to work out payment plans if that's what makes sense for your situation. Make the decisions, you know, that work best for your situation. And then give it time to heal and keep the hope because, you know, there's always hope. So the next category, 30% of your credit score is what uh, is called capacity or credit utilization. So this is what you have available versus what you are using on your revolving lines of credit on your credit report. So let me break this down. Take all of your credit, open credit card limits, plus all of your open lines of credit limits. So your lines of credit limits are, are typically, if you have any unsecured lines of credit with a bank, many times tied to a checking account or maybe a debit card, and then take all of those balances owed on all of those same credit cards and lines of credit and then divide into the total amount available. So, okay, let's, let's say you have 25000 in available credit card and line of credit limits. And then let's say you owe 15000 on those same lines. You have used 60% of all of the limits available to you because 15000 divided by 25000 you have used 60%. So that means you have 40% left. You have 40% capacity. So 40% would not be a stellar number. You want this to at least be over 50% minimum. But the higher the capacity, the better. Why? Because higher capacity equals higher points on your credit score. And the higher the credit score, the better interest rates. And the better your score, the, the more likely you are to get approved for loans, the more likely you are to get lower interest rates, the more money you're going to save in the long run. So I love this category because unlike some of the other categories that require dealing with old father time, this one has some good hacks, which make, make me really excited. The first hack 
is to transfer your revolving debt into installment debt. So take the credit card and the line of credit debt and consolidate it into an installment loan. I would suggest seeing your local credit union for options. They can usually help. What this does is magnificent. It not only brings you up to 100% availability on all of your credit lines uh, because you will leave these lines open, but it will also get you on an installment plan to actually pay off the debt, which is many times at a lower interest rate, and then you're paying it off in a shorter amount of time. So talk about a win. The second hack is to contact your existing credit card companies to see if you qualify for an increase on your existing lines. Easy peasy. And then the third hack is if you don't have many lines available, you need to start building them up. But be careful here. Don't go too fast too soon. Start growing your lines gradually. We will talk about why in the next categories. As a side note, many credit card companies will close your card if you don't use them after so long. They will usually warn you with what I call the, the use it or lose it letter. Use it so you don't lose it. Keep it open. Assuming it doesn't have an annual fee, you can always pay it off and then not pay any interest. So those are some pretty good hacks to really kind of boost that credit score pretty quickly. Love that category. The next category, which is 15% of your credit score, is your length of credit. I'm sure you can see old Father Time's beautiful gray head bebop into the beat of this category, can't you? <laughs> yeah, no surprise here. It takes time to get the length of time you want on your credit report. Uh, but I've still got some tips for you. First, think of the story of the tortoise and the hare when it comes to building your credit. If you don't know the story... Uh, first of all, really, <laughs> um, I guess I should say spoiler alert just in case, but the tortoise wins the race. Uh, FICO doesn't like you trying to build your credit by opening, uh, let's say, 15 credit cards in a day or a week or a month. I appreciate your enthusiasm. FICO does not. Go with what they appreciate on this one and slow and steady wins the race with building your credit. Remember that. And then second tip, don't close your oldest cards. So you may not shop at that, you know, totally amazingly coolest ever store that um, you shopped at when you were 18 anymore that you got your first credit card at. Um, but think twice before you close it. So let's say that was 10 years ago and then your next trade or your next credit card was five years later. Uh, congratulations, you just got five years younger on your, on your credit file. But in this circumstance, it, it's like a fine wine. Older is better. So if you are getting charged an annual fee, you'll just have to make a judgment call based on what is best for you. But as a general rule, keep your oldest trade line open. And then the next category is 10%, which is credit mix. This one's pretty straightforward. FICO, they like a good mix of credit. This just means a mix of installment debt, such as auto loans, boat loans, unsecured signature loans, um, anything non-mortgage -mor related that has a set payment and a term. Term is just 
um, a set period of time that you're going to pay it back in. Uh, they also want revolving debt, such as credit cards and lines of credit, a mix of that. And then the last category is mortgage debt. These are all identified by a coding system on the credit report. If you are heavy in one and light in another, diversify and mix it up. Um, the last category is 10%, which is credit accumulation. So I've touched on accumulation a couple times in the other categories. FICO looks neg negatively upon opening up trade lines or loans too quickly or if you open too many in too short of a period of time. Remember, you are channeling your inner tortoise here to win the race. So watch applying for too many loans too often or opening up too many trade lines in a short time span. One tip here, especially this time of year, because tis the season to be jolly, and as you go out holiday shopping with a twinkle in your eye at the counter and the nice person with the Santa hat asks you if you want to save 15% off the stack of your merchandise by applying for a store card, just think it through. I know, heck yes, you want to save on that big stack, right? I get that, but... I mean, if it's a store or two that you frequent quite often and it makes sense for you, then go for it. But saying yes to every Santa hat at the Mega Mall might, might save you some on the cost of the items. However, it could also hurt you in the long term on your credit and not to mention an interest when those bills come around and you see the rates. Uh, just something to ponder. Each time someone pulls your credit as what's called a hard hit, this is the category that it impacts here as well. Um, if someone pulls a soft hit, many times these are insurance companies and prospective employers, um, soft hits do not impact your score. Um, there is, so that that's FICO. That's FICO all broken down by percentages. That's what the majority of lenders pull um, when you apply for a loan or, or most of the time when you're applying for something, that's what, what is pulled. There is another scoring model hot on the market right now called Advantage Score. This was developed jointly by the three credit bureau agencies, which we talked about. I personally love to see collaboration like this, and I'm really excited to see how this will change up the game in the industry. Um, this is being used by companies such as Credit Karma and many banks. I know credit unions and... Um, credit card companies who are offering you an app or the opportunity to, to get your score if you have an account with them are oftentimes using the Vantage score. Credit unions are using uh, one called Credit Sense. Credit Karma has a great article out there about this model if you're interested in learning more about the Vantage score. Um, so we'll see if lenders start adopting this credit model over FICO in the future. A uh, little competition is always good, in my opinion, to shake shake things up, you know, break the rut in the credit industry, right? Um, but we shall see. So you are legally entitled to a free copy of your credit report at annualcreditreport.com. If you don't know what's on your credit, make it your goal to know. It It's important. So that's credit. I think we all need to understand how credit works and... You know, this isn't something taught in the classroom, so this is why I'm here, passing this knowledge on to help people make really meaningful change in their financial lives. So if you found this useful and you think this is useful to, to anyone else in your life, 
please share and, and help spread the word. This is a new podcast, so this does help out so much. Also, if you can rate and review, I sincerely appreciate the support. As always, you can check out my blog at mindyourmoneycoach.com. And if you feel you need more personalized financial and mindset coaching, that is available there as well. Next podcast is all about the budget, baby. Until then, have an amazing week. Mind your-